Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Jake, how you doing? I'm so excited today, Randy. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. I think I know why you're excited today, because you have a guest jammer in town, don't you? Uh, we do. We have James Wiseman staying at our house, and we're heading out to Seaside to jam today. Oh, my God, you're killing me. That yeah. sounds like a great time. It's going to be so much fun. And as if, yeah. as if that weren't enough, I got a new camera the same one that James uses for his spread the jam videos. And we're going to take oh. it out to the beach and practice with it so that I can get better at making videos and doing live streaming. Awesome. Are you going to post any of that on Frisbee guru, your jam later? That is a good question. It'll all depend on how, how the videos come out. I don't know yet. We'll see. All right, it would cool. be cool though, huh? That would, that's yeah, cool. indeed. Well, it sounds like you're going to have a blast. So I think we're going to have a blast today on this episode, this podcast, um, why don't you uh, kind of lead us into where we're going today? Yeah, so we have Doug Fresh back with us to do another installment of Dougie Fresh's Top 10. And the top yes. 10 for today is the top 10 places to jam. So welcome to the call, Doug. All right. Happy to be here, guys. I'm totally already jealous about the beach trip that um, Jake's going on. Indeed. So that's uh, one of my favorite places to play is the beach. Yes. Indeed. And and Seaside. Have you ever played at Seaside, Dougie? I'm not sure. No. Oh, I man, it's a have. dreamy place. A dreamy place to jam when the conditions are right. The hard pack goes on for for days. It's, yeah, you, you'd be in heaven. Tell us a little bit about the criteria. What makes something a top 10 place to jam? I think it's a, a combination of things. And um, I should start off by saying, this top 10 thing is a lot more stressful than I ever thought it would be. And <laughs> the next top 10 list, next top 10 list, I have to do something about like top 10, like silicones or top 10 <laughs> adhesive methods or something less charged than top 10 jam locations or top 10 best jammers, which, um, you know, everybody's got their own very, specific thoughts about, about those things. And everybody's favorite spots are very near and dear to their, their hearts. But that being said, um, I love great jamming spots and I love to talk about it and think about it as per the Dougie fresh metrics. I will not be, I will just give you 10 names, 10 places, I'm not going to go in any specific order. And the other basic metric is that I have to have had a, a very significant jam or two or three or 20 there. So although Seashores has um, hard pack for miles, and I think I recently heard the same thing about Jacksonville, I think Rob Freed described it as Frisbee heaven. Um, since I've, I haven't jammed at either of those two places, um, they're not going to be on my top 10 list. Yes. Well, maybe it'll be, yeah, maybe it'll be your top 10 you would like to go to with the next yes. installment. Yeah. Now that would be, I think that could be the, the less charged yeah. way to go. Yeah. Um, maybe the stress level but, uh, will go down for you. Yes. 
I think I could just pick up the, uh, I could just pick up an, an atlas and start pointing my finger at some. Yeah, like that. exactly. Or Cozumel or somewhere on the Galapagos. Uh, Galapagos. Galapagos. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I would jam in the Galapagos. Absolutely. Man, the tortoise jam. Um, <laughs> so the other thing, I, I guess I'm looking at conditions and vibe jamability um, are, are the other kind of factors going into, into it. Vibe and um, jamability. Can you expand on those a little bit? You know, everybody's got kind of spots that they just feel are kind of magical. Um, and yeah, so kind of where the magic happens. The like, magic happens. Okay. Oh, and yeah. and you can't, it's hard to like, you know, the magic could happen, you know, underwater or on like a, a reef somewhere, like a coral reef, but the jamability factor of a coral reef is somewhat <laughs> circumspect. So yeah, I think it has to be, you know, really good conditions and very um, conducive to to hot play. Sort of speaking of hot play and conducive, and since you guys are going to the beach, I think I will start with our local, or one of our premier local beaches, which is Long Beach, which is just out in Long Island, and it is kind of a very bizarre little world that we live in here in, in New York City where we can take the 1004 Express from Penn Station and have our feet in the sand at 11 o'clock um, without driving. And when the wind and the tide are right, it is just an unbelievable spot to play and so i kind of from i guess june 1st to october 1st i sort of keep prodding rob freed as to what what the days are going to be for long beach and rob consults his tides and his charts and his winds and um when rob says go i do not question i go and it is invariably just an unbelievable jam you know, it has the advantage of Friday night, Rob Freed going, and now's the time. And then all the jammers go, okay. And so everybody meets at the 1004 and we have our coffee and our bagels. And at 11 o'clock, we're putting our blankets down on the beach and shred city. That sounds like a place uh, worthy of making the top 10. So where do we go from here? Yep. I think, you know, let's, stay in beach mode um i'm i'm still jealous of, of jake and um so let's go to the other coast um you know palm park i played in a tournament there and i just never really imagined that the wind could be like that for a tournament um it was so nice um it's like the the wind wants you to catch the frisbee um and so just, you know, watching videos over the years of Joey and Chip and Captain Airbrush and Jay Hinkle running around in Palm Park right. um, and then getting a chance to play there and jam there, too. So that's a, uh, an unbelievable experience. And I think it's the place where uh, I met Randy Sylvie. Yeah, I think so, you're absolutely know right. Who we, I, I, don't, I don't think we knew who we were or even exchanged names at the time, but 
there was this mustachioed fellow who was who I was jamming <laughs> with who uh, who was just yeah. laughing at my game. I think you were laughing at my mullet at the same time because I was sporting <laughs> yeah, a mullet in those days. That could <laughs> be. Oh, mustache and a mullet. Wow. Who is yep. Captain Airbrush? Can you clarify that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Airbrush is Craig Smith, who, um, as far as I know, is periodically still comes out and, and jams in um, Palm Park. He he, um, I think he played a lot with um, Joey and Richie, and a lot with a little disc, and uh, just basically an unbelievable wind player, um, amazing control. Um, amazing, like angle manipulation. Um, not, not didn't do a whole lot of delay things, but could definitely zing it and um, shoot it um, and do some taps. And then once the disc was in the air, it was Captain Airbrush. That's about as descriptive yeah, well, as I can get. Yeah. From coast to coast, those are two awesome spots. And I guess from there, I'm going to go to a. Uh, a more exotic beach locale, which I doubt anybody has played with, but I was there. It was on the east coast of Zanzibar, which is a, an island off of Tanzania. And I stayed there for about a week. It was actually the same place I proposed to Jill. So I think this is around the early the early 90s. And you want to talk about like some unbelievable blue water and then the tide would literally go out like half a mile. And you just have this beautiful hard pack. I remember just the wind every day being perfect. Like sometimes you're at the beach and the wind's coming from the wrong way. And you're just like, what if, what if, what if? And there, there was no what ifs here. And all I kept thinking was, oh, I wish some of my buddies were here. If you're ever like tossing around an exotic locale to go jam, I would highly recommend the, the east coast of Zanzibar. All right, let's get down to some more nitty gritty thing. And I don't really know if it's a top jam spot. The vibe, the whole aspect of this place and the kind of coming together of forces was so spectacular that, and I don't even, that, I, I'll, that I'll never forget it. And it was in Berlin in a tunnel at night in the winter. And I'm sure some of the Berlin, Berlin folks can be a little bit, you know, can fill us in on the exact location. But I was doing my great family walkabout in 2010, and I, uh, we went through Berlin, and I remember saying, I want to jam or something. And somebody said, well, I think we're playing in the tunnel tonight. And I don't even know how I got there. Like, I got there by myself, public transportation at night. In December or January, it was cold, it was dark, we're in a tunnel, and <laughs> I had the best time of my life. Um, I, I know, I think Anton was there, and I think um, maybe Morty was there, and um, but I can't be sure. I just know there was probably eight or nine guys having a great time in a tunnel at night in the wintertime, jamming our brains out in Berlin. The magic happened there for sure. For that one night at that time, at that place, that was, that was a top jam spot for me. And then I guess sticking with the nitty gritty, New York is definitely a, a jamming 
hub, I would say. Um, I live in New York, so it's hard to avoid, you know, picking some of my hometown spots. And so, um, you know, Washington Square Park, when it's when it's going, it is going simply because, um, you know, it's downtown in Greenwich Village. It's like a huge just center of energy without any frisbee it's it's already supercharged as, as a spot and then you throw 10 of your best friends in there while there's musicians while there's um a fountain while there's food while there's just all kinds of things zipping through your jam tourists locals crazy people um it it truly does make everybody play better spectate better and just be better because you really don't know what's about to happen and obviously it's got the the history the early you know the washington square wizards and stuff but um i remember playing there in the early 80s and just being amazed by the amount of energy the amount of players yeah and it's just the grit of of washington square park makes it um a great place to play even if that's a little oxymoronic or whatever um, <laughs> so you know i remember an epic jam there with you and it was at night and it was cold and it was february and i was visiting new york and we ventured yeah, to Washington yeah. Square. And so there you and I are playing. And all of a sudden, Lou Summerall shows up. And I'm like, okay. And it's got to be like, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night. And it's freezing. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this going to work? And get out the disc. And we start playing. And we're getting going. And all of a sudden, I'm looking over. There's this fella that's sitting on a pedestal of where one of the statues are. And I can't quite make it out. But he's totally interested in what we're doing. And we're, we're starting to go. And all of a sudden, I look over and I go, I think that's Ted Oberhaus. And I'm like, oh, my God, it is Ted. So Ted was sitting there watching us for like half an hour. And then he hops off the pedestal and throws off his backpack and he jumps in. And we just like all four of us went off. That was the Washington Square magic. When you can have a great jam where it doesn't make sense to have a great jam, that makes a great jam spot, too. Um, All right. So how how many is that? Where am I? I believe that's five. Long Beach, right. Palm Park, East Coast of Zanzibar, Berlin Tunnel, and Washington Square Park. So we're halfway through the list. There's a couple of spots that I just had so much fun in Praha. One of the things that made it amazing was there's so many players that I really hadn't ever seen before or met before. And I think that always brings up the, um, you know, up the ante when you can find a new place and new people who or doing the same thing that you want to do um, that, that can really make it special. So there was two spots. One was like an indoor tennis court and the other was kind of a, a gymnasium. I think the other amazing things about these jam spots is I would make them, I would make it to these places in the night, <laughs> you, public transportation. These guys would send me like a map um, over my phone or something. And magically I made it to these jams frog spots were the indoor tennis courts and the kind of a gymnasium building where we were on maybe like the third floor and a, you know a variety of jacobs were there and this is 2010 early on in 
I think, the Prague scene. And so everybody was very excited and um, fired up and, you know, it was just awesome. Yeah. The tennis court spot is their weekly meeting spot, especially in the winters. Okay. They, so that, they have it reserved right. between the freestylers and the footbaggers, and they all go there and jam. And I've, I've had some epic right. jams there, So that's there still too. a location. That's still a valid that's still a valid jam spot. That's, yeah. that's excellent. So I'm not just blowing smoke. Okay. I feel much more, um, validated. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> okay. You. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, all right. And, um, I guess a couple of no brainers for me, but the band shell and, and sheep meadow or the band shell is where I first saw people jamming in the late seventies. And then the early eighties is where I really started playing a lot in in Sheep Meadow. And then when it closes in uh, November, right around Thanksgiving, we all head to the band shell from November to April when it opens back up. So they're kind of flip sides of the coin, quarter of a mile away, very different. One, you're playing on the stone tile and the other, you're playing on the somewhat bumpy but lush grass of uh, of the meadow. And again, there's a lot of people around, a lot of people watching, a lot of other stuff going on in both the band show and, and Sheep Meadow um, that just make it, you know, great places. They don't have maybe the wind of a Palm Park or a seaside, um, but when, you know, you have um, a, re- a lot of good jammers in one spot uh, and that spot is, you know, your home, home turf, it becomes top 10. I have a question. So, mm-hmm. I've jammed at the band shell, but I've never jammed at Washington Square Park. So can you talk about the energy between those two? How similar is it? It's similar in that you're on stone. Both of them are quick surfaces. So you can, like for a fat old slow guy like me, you can actually spin once or twice. But uh, everybody's kind of performing in a way in Washington Square Park where the band shell... Um, there are kind of shows going on, but a, a lot of it is more tourists. So I, I guess it's a like a more gritty, artsy downtown to a slightly more like laid back, touristy um, vibe uptown. It's I think in in some ways more relaxing to play uptown, but the downtown vibe definitely makes you amp up a little bit like you can't screw up in washington square park i think in the band shell it's a lot easier to be kind of like la-di-da there's no la-di-da in washington square park that uh, makes a lot of sense i mean i've experienced practice sessions where really struggling things aren't quite working and then somebody sits down to watch and then it, everything clicks and so what i'm imagining right. is you go to washington square and there's just so much energy you feel like you're performing and everything starts to click just because you're on right and Sometimes you're on, and so people are like, well, I'm also on, and I'm in your jam right now, um, which doesn't happen quite the same way. In, um, people are a little bit more oblivious sometimes in, in the band shell, whereas in Washington Square Park, they'll, they're almost daring you to kind of throw the Frisbee around them or do a move in their face, and um, it kind of forces you to really be on point jake Sorry, what, what count are we at now i'm i'm lost a little bit what is the count <laughs> so Prague is counting as one the two spots were the indoor tennis courts and then the gymnasium i'm guessing that was the frisbeer gymnasium and then 
the next one is basically the New York jam spot. Sheep Meadow and the Bandshell also counting as one. Right. So that puts us up to seven. Okay, right. three to go. I'm excited to hear what these next three are going to be. So Green Lake, you better be oh. Green Lake, baby. Green there Lake, you baby. Go. Yeah, Green Lake. Home yeah. turf. I'm not sure what a channel is, but I think I was pre-channel. I love Green Lake. Uh, talk yeah. about the vibe, like the summertime when 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 things are right in Seattle in the summertime. It's about as perfect as it can get. There was some great days of great winds coming off the lake some pints at Latona um, and unbelievable jams. That was my, my spot. What has happened since you left is that there are some trees that have grown up and are kind of blocking that wind that used to come off the lake. So the channel is the place between the trees where we line up Ah. and we play. So when the wind is coming through the channel, that is what we're talking about. Is channel a mixture of channel and tunnel? That's a good question. And I don't know who came up with that, but I'm going to say that that is correct. Okay. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? The channel is a good thing because you know where to be, where the wind is, because the trees are blocking. Backwards not being blocked. Yes. You want to be in the channel. Got it. And that's channel and tunnel. (laughs) Of course. Channel. I knew that. (laughs) I knew that. I didn't, and I live in the channel, so... <laughs> I didn't either. I never thought about it until we started talking about it. Now, like, that's a really strange word. I know. I I go visit the channel daily, and I never thought about it. So, thank you, Jake. Uh-huh. Okay, Doug, um, so Green Lake. What do we have after Green Lake? All right, the Cove. Didn't jam there many, many times, but um, one of my early trips. Somehow, I got a hold of Pete Laubert, and he said, "Yo, Dougie." my New York city homie, come on down and stayed with Pete for about a week jammed in the cove with Pete a bunch of days. And I think Murphy may be on the shores, but I just remember like thinking I'm in California. I'm a jammer. I'm in California. I'm at the cove. It was like, I have arrived just a beautiful spot. And when you say the cove, you're talking about La Jolla, California. So that's, that's a couple, right? So that was Cove, so Green Lake. I, so I think we're at 10. Is this 10? I think we're one shot. Oh, nine, because I have to slip one more magic one in there. Um, I was there in 1988, an island off of Thailand called Koh Phangha. The beach is Hod Rin. And I think it, it's now pretty famous for like full moon parties. And I think it's um, Frisbee players have probably jammed there. There's one of these spots where in the late afternoon, it seemed like a little sandbar would appear. And so every afternoon I'd get out of the hammock and, and amble over to the, you know, you walk through, you know, knee high water to get to this hard pack. That was like a, like a little patch in the middle of the Gulf of Thailand. And as the sun was setting, just banging around the disc and again just going where's where are my friends that was one of the spots that was just so beautiful it's still in my mind i want to go back there and have some buds and jam my brain into the ground i'll Um, do it right now let's go yeah i'll go with you too let's schedule it yeah (laughs) yeah we're in we're in excellent and think i think about all of the places all over the world that 
bizarre tropical island jam spots where, you know, the magic hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen soon. I don't even know where the Canary Islands are, I don't think, but there's like people living there and jamming there now. Like that's, that's great. I think that's one of the unbelievable things about where Frisbee is going right now is that Sand Slash and Canary Islands and, you know, places everywhere. It could be, it could be anywhere and everywhere and it should be anywhere and everywhere. Before I die, I'm going to like jam in places that I don't even know where they are yet. And there's going to be jammers there. Oh, I have the final one. The final one is another, you know, it's got to be beaches right now. It's like, uh, it's like 90 degrees and sunny right here. And Jake's going to the beach. I'm dreaming of the beach. So Newport beach, I've had some just unbelievable. I know you were there, Randy, and like the wind was wrong or something. And I think I've actually jammed with Jake and Matt on Newport beach. At any rate, I've had some unbelievable jams on, on Newport Beach, also known as First Beach in Rhode Island. The um, hard pack is in thousands of yards. It's definitely more than enough at low tide. And you've got Flo's fried clams right across the street. The wind is frequently just absolutely awesome. Again, you have to listen to Toddy. Toddy always knows the wind and the tide at, at Newport Beach. I just have had some amazing jams there um, with him, with Pops, with Alan. Alan yeah. Kaplan? Yes. That is a nice list. It sounds like it's a good. little heavy on, I think it's a little heavy on beaches and, and USA beaches, but I'll have to go get to some of these um, beaches in, in other countries um, yeah. in the near future. Well, I'll have to knock some cobwebs out of your head just a little bit. So I'll mention a couple that I know you're going to go, oh, my goodness. Back in Seattle, our favorite spot, the Lobe of Lawn, Dan Marino Park in West Seattle. Oh. Yes. Damn it. I know. I figured. I thought maybe it was going to make it. But to me, that is one of the most beautiful places to play because it's a little lobe of lawn that juts out into Puget Sound of Elliott Bay and Damn downtown it. Seattle's there. Mount Rainier's on one side and, and the yeah. Cascades and Mount Baker. And when the wind is coming off perfect there, it's just, it's like, really? We get to be here yeah. and do this? Yeah. yeah. Also, there's, it's a prescribed space. Like you kind of have to know where you are and who you're playing with. Um, yes. Because it's not a huge, it's more of a little postage stamp than, um, you know, big lawn or whatever, but certainly that wind and some of those jams there that we had were unbelievable. So I haven't jammed there, Randy. You got to take me there sometime. Well, there's another one that you missed, uh, Frazier Park in LA, which I don't know if you've played at, but that yeah, one is I have, pl- I have played it there, and I've, I've, I've had a great jams there, as a matter of fact. That's on my list, too. It's yeah. great. The grass is, you're like right next to the beach, but you're on grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect, but wonderful conditions. You got a couple other, Jake, you want to throw into the mix before we? Yeah, I'll throw a couple in, but I wanted to, these are, are not ones that Doug would know because he hasn't been, but um, the two that I want to throw in, the first one is a beach that's um, in Tel Aviv on the Mediterranean Sea. I don't remember the name of the beach, but um, I was sent to Israel for work, and it just so happened that Pavel was doing um, studies in Tel Aviv. So after I was done with my work stuff, I went and stayed with Pavel and he said, okay, we're going to go to this beach 
and you're going to have the best time. And he was not lying. The wind was coming off perfectly from the from the sea. And uh, we got out there at about 11, and there were five other jammers with us playing. Wow. And we played, I played until the sun went down, and people showed up wow. and left and showed up and left the entire day. And it was just amazing. Cool. An amazing experience, yeah. And then the other one I want to throw out there is, um, again, I don't remember the name of the beach, unfortunately, but... Uh, Laurie and I had a chance to go to Portugal and jam with the guys there, and they brought us out to their favorite jamming beach. And this was another one where there was tons of hard pack, but the wind, instead of coming off of the ocean, was coming straight down the beach from the north. And so mm. it didn't really matter how much hard pack there was because you were just running straight up the beach. And uh, it, we just had a great time. And so I've so always I this, wanted to go to Portugal too. So that's that's just making me. Go to Portugal and get in touch with these guys because they are amazing hosts and they love it when guest jammers come into their town because they don't get to leave Portugal very often. So I highly, highly recommend it. I'm just <laughs> fired up now. Fired <laughs> I know. Up. I'm going to have to slap my nails on and, and get, out, go. get out. I'm already had all my coffee for the day. Like you guys probably oh. three hours earlier, right? So you're maybe need one more cup a piece or Randy, you're good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually over good. I'm having a little bit of trouble managing my caffeine buzz at this moment. So <laughs> That's funny. I'm still half a cup behind. <laughs> yeah. So Dougie fresh, thank you so much for sharing with us the second installment of your top 10. Clovis was just under the bed for this whole interview and she just woke up now, I think. And she's like, she heard the word Frisbee and boom, you know, Clovis is quite the, um, the disc player. This is Sunday afternoon and she says, yes. let's, let's go. Clovis made the call. Right on. Let's go jam. Thanks, Bye. Doug. Later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, Check us out at frisbeeguru.com. Home to Haynesville, shooting the frisbees at live.